Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. Hello, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Triple D Down and Dirty Derm. Today, I'm going to go over one of the most common questions I get asked on social media whenever I post a picture of yeast or talk about uh, paronychia, which is inflammation within the claw fold, which we can often find infection on our pet's that are chewing or licking their paw trapped in that claw fold. And the question usually is, well, did you treat that systemically or did you treat that topically? And usually this is in reference to malassezia. So as anything with derm, it really depends, but I'll kind of give you the, the tips or the things that go through my mind when I see one of these cases. They are not all created equal. I know everyone kind of wants that perfect question or guideline of I found yeast, how do I treat it? But there's a few different things you have to keep in mind. First of all, is the pet clinical? So I check the paws and claw folds in almost every single patient I see on a derm exam, whether they're itchy or not. But if I see that there's some debris in the claw fold, and I had this happen in an English Bulldog recently, there was debris in the claw fold, we checked under the microscope, you know, we found a few yeast organisms every few oil immersion fields. And I asked the owner, is your dog clinical for this? And they were like, no, actually we're, we're pretty happy with how he's doing right now. The looking to the paws is pretty minimal. So we decided not to do much of anything. They were already bathing um, with a chlorhexidine uh, Climbazol product. And so we said, let's just keep doing that. Keep an eye on it because it's a pet that, you know, doing a ton of therapy too. Um, we kind of have to pick our battles a little bit. So is the pet clinical? Are they actively licking or chewing and bothering that area? That's one of the first things I think about. Uh, what's the appearance? So is there just tons of debris brown debris just clogging up those claw folds where even if they're not really that pretty to the area, it's going to eventually become a problem or manifest into a secondary bacterial infection on top of everything. So clinically, what does it look like? What are we seeing as far as the symptoms that the pet's actually exhibiting? There's a lot of questions over what's considered a normal population. Like, do I treat if I see more than two yeast organisms per oil immersion field? You know, do I treat if there's more than five? And there's been quite a few studies really looking at uh, yeast organisms and bacterial organisms and what is quote unquote normal. And honestly, the, the studies are kind of all over the board. They're, they don't match each other. There's a lot of variation in what's considered normal. Um, typically for me, you know, I'm looking for probably more than like two to three yeast per oil immersion field. But again, I'm also piling it on top of how good was my sample? How clinical is the pet? What does the pet look like? What's the time of year? Like all of these things are swirling in my head when I see these patients. And that's where I make the decision whether to treat or not. Personally, I love topical therapy. 
I love using, especially because we're often finding these organisms in the claw folds. I love in that area bathing. So when they bathe, I make sure to tell the owner to really focus on bathing the paws and pulling back the claw folds and really getting in there with the shampoo. A lot of the medicated shampoos don't lather really well. So that's something you want to let owners know. Don't expect it to lather like your shampoo where it's going to get all soapy. Um, these ones don't tend to do that. But separate the claw folds, really let it sit on there and help to remove that debris. The other thing I really like with um, clearing up topically yeast infections on the paws and claw folds are wipes. So I just find the little wipes, whether it's the Duxochlorhexidine wipes that have Climbazol, or there's Malacat wipes, there's Malacetic wipes, there's lots of different wipes that have antiseptic uh, properties. But I like those because of the anatomy of the claw fold in the paw. It's nice to be able to physically have something that owners can rub and take that debris off. And for a lot of owners, that's realistic to do on a daily basis versus actually bathing the paws on a daily basis. So I like to set my owners up for success. I like to set them up with things they can actually do. And that again also goes to something you have to consider when treating these pets. Can the owner do it? So even if I have a pet that only has a mild to moderate yeast infection, but say they're pretty paritic, maybe they're chewing their paws at a five out of 10, but the owner is someone who can't do it topically. Either the patient temperament isn't there and they don't like their paws being touched and they try to bite the owner, or it's someone that physically can't do something topically every day, then that is a case though I may want to treat topically Due to the comfort of the animal and ability of the owner, we might need to treat systemically. So that's something else that we really need to consider in these cases. As you guys know, if you go back to episode one of the podcast, um, one of my passions is cytology. And when you see these claw folds that either look abnormal or even if the pet's just chewing and licking a lot, I really encourage you to get the toothpick out and do that claw fold cytology. There's posts on my Instagram and Facebook about it. I mentioned it in the cytology podcast episode one, and then now we have a, a cytology guide out illustrating this for you that's gonna soon be up on the dermvet.com website, but it's currently on the Snout School website. And that goes step-by-step step, all these cytology collection techniques, and my favorite one for the claw folds is definitely toothpick. You will be amazed what you will find. You just take a run-of-the-mill toothpick and you scrape it along that claw fold and it's amazing. You will look at the slide and think there's not much on it. And then you'll look under the microscope and see like yeast city. So definitely get your toothpicks out even if you don't see that much debris and the pet's licking. I encourage you to really give that method a try because it's pretty amazing what you can find. So when we do have to treat systemically, um, whether the infection is very severe or all the other reasons we talked about, the owner can't do topical, the, the uh, pet won't allow it, then I will reach for systemic antifungals in some of these cases. So I'd say more commonly, I probably use ketoconazole in dogs, not cats. Um, 
It depends on the size of the dog, but I personally like ketoconazole or I will use terbinafine if there's liver issues or they don't tolerate ketoconazole well. Ketoconazole, the dose I use, is usually around five mg per kg once a day, um, but it is labeled five to 10 mg per kg once a day. Terbinafine, somewhere around the 20 to 30 mg per kg uh, once a day range, and terbinafine comes in 250 milligram tablets. Ketoconazole comes in 200 milligram tablets for the most part. You can use something like fluconazole. I've used that in smaller dogs um, and it's the same dose as ketoconazole. So about five mg per kg once a day up to 10 mg per kg. Um, and I've gotten those in 50 hundreds and 200 milligram tablets. And sometimes it's a combination. Maybe, you know, it's a really bad infection and we start them on something like a systemic uh, azole or terbinafine, but we start topical because we eventually want to get off the systemic therapy and see if we can manage them long-term topically. So there's not a hard steady fast rule. I just encourage you guys when you find these yeast perinechia cases to take all of those things in mind. So kind of to recap, uh, how severe is the infection? How severe is the clinical signs? And what I mean by that is, are they licking? Are they chewing? Are they really going for the area? Is it affecting that pet's quality of life? How much infection are you finding under the microscope? What's the temperament of the patient? Will they allow something like frequent topical therapy? What can the owner do? Is their schedule crazy and they can't do topical therapy all the time? Um, are they unable to? Maybe there's someone with severe arthritis or just unable to do it. Um, so kind of take all that into consideration. As you get more comfortable with dermatology, you'll kind of figure out, you know, your own ways of making those decisions. And sometimes we're wrong. I've had some where I think I can manage them topically. I give them a month. I have them recheck and that's the importance of the recheck cytology and we're no better or we're worse. So then we do reach for systemic. So that's where the recheck and really altering that protocol for that patient can be extremely important. So it's so one of the most, uh, probably the biggest question I get asked anytime I put up a picture of yeast or an infected bottle, I get asked, is that microtopical? What do you do? It depends. So I hope that that's helpful as you kind of navigate your way through making your own derm protocol.